Hello, and welcome to episode number 142 of the Lines Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined by me this week, Solo Pod. Lucky you, uh, Brett. Got a lot of stuff going on here, new things happening over at the Lines. Of course, Brad will join me and Brett as usual on Friday for the entire NFL breakdown. But here on Wednesday, just me, just Matt. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at MattBrownM2. And uh, we'll try to have some fun. We'll try to make some money. Let's start things out here in the weirdest week in NFL that I can remember in quite some time because of everything that went on. I mean, listen, we are talking about a game. By the time you listen to this, by the time, by the time it's hitting your ears, there might be an NFL game under the, in the books on a Wednesday, uh, a random non-holiday Wednesday that is going on in the afternoon between the Steelers and the Ravens. This game has been moved a few different times now. This uh, line has gone crazy. This was, at one point, it was Steelers minus three. Now, that's that's if you would have gotten it on the opener. With all the COVID news that went down with the Ravens, the moving of the game, all the stuff, the players are going to be in, the players are going to be out. This thing gone, went to four, this thing went to five and a half, then it got pulled off the board, then it got reposted, then it got pulled off the board again. Anyway, it's going to end up going off at 10, 10 and a half right now. So... Again, in the weirdest of years, we talk about, you know, I, I think that we've tried to stress enough on this as to why I'm taking a different approach to betting this year, because whenever you take a look at how, you know, this season has played out, we never know when these COVID things are going to hit. We never know if the games are going to get played or postponed or canceled or whatever might happen with things and you know a lot of times people will talk to you about closing line value and we got to get in early and get the best number but in a year like this I don't know if that does you any favors what if you got in on the Ravens you know at plus three on the opener or plus four like a little bit after that because you thought that it was going to go back the other way now you're sitting here with a team that's going to have RG3 at quarterback and neither Dobbins nor Ingram at running back and a couple of other guys that are out you know due to the due to COVID and you're sitting in it with a ticket at plus three and it's plus 10 and a half. You can't even buy off your position, you know? So, you know, in a year like this, I think closing line value, highly, highly overrated. I would much rather have the information. I'd much rather have the news. I'd much rather know who's playing quarterback for the team that I'm going to be betting on um, than to try to get on a number at the opener. The year of COVID, man, is changing the way we do things, changing the way things are going, changing the way that we are, uh, that we're betting in the way that our betting strategies go. And this being one of them, like typically I'd always tell you, be sure and get the absolute best number on a game. But then the COVID, you never know. RG3 instead of, you know, instead of Lamar Jackson, no Mark Andrews, no, no Mark Ingram, no J.K. Dobbins. The list goes on and on. There's a ton of guys that aren't going to play for the Ravens. So just something to think about as we move forward into the season. Maybe sometimes getting in early is not the best is not the best idea. And I think in 2020, that's probably the best. I think that's probably some pretty good advice that I could that I could give you. Week 13, though, we are having a week with incredible. I'm talking incredible incredibly huge spreads incredibly huge spreads here in week 13 so when we look down the board the 
Vikings are nine and a half point favorites over the Jaguars. Ten points in ten points in one place. Raiders, seven and a half or eight point favorites on the road at the Jets. Dolphins. Dolphins, 11 and a half point favorites over the Bengals. The Dolphins. We have the Seahawks as 10 point favorites over the Giants. We have the Packers as nine, nine and a half point favorites over the Eagles. We have the Chiefs as 13 and a half, 14 point favorites over the Broncos. Steelers in the football team. Steelers, nine and a half point favorites over the football team. Ravens and Cowboys. Ravens, a touchdown favorite over the Cowboys. All of those games, a touchdown or bigger. Titans are five and a half. I mean, five and a half or six. There's even one place that has a six posted right now. Didn't quite meet the the touchdown favorite threshold. But man, tons of of huge spreads in the NFL this week. Tons of different ways we're going to have to try and figure out how to play this week. Is it is it an underdog week? Are we going to play a bunch of teasers? Are you playing money line parlays just to just to go ahead and, and try and eliminate some of the craziness of the 2020 season? We'll talk about all that on the Friday pod, but just wanted to give you a heads up on all the how this week is kind of shaping up. Just massive Massive spreads all the way across the NFL. There's only two games inside of a field goal. As we sit right now, the Patriots and Chargers are sitting at either a pick or the Patriots or the Chargers favored by one. There's a couple of books have the Chargers favored by one. One book has the Patriots favored by one, and one book has a pick them. And then we have... The Bills and 49ers, which is under a field goal right now. The Bills are favored on the road at two and a half. Of course, that game will be taking place in Arizona. So very, very interesting uh, week of NFL games. Huge spreads. How are we going to play it? Do the better teams get it done? Or can these dogs keep it within double digits? The other thing is uh, that's moved into what we could call a a pretty big number is this. uh, If you head over and click on, you know, the the player futures market and whenever you take a look or the awards, however, it's listed on the on the sports book that you're looking at. DraftKings is listed as awards. And Patrick Mahomes, if you remember, there was a time where we were sitting here and it looked like it was like, okay, this MVP award, it Huge favorite was Russell Wilson. We were saying, you know, look, maybe it's a little early. Maybe we should pump the brakes on Russell Wilson. Couple of different reasons. One, he was he was having to do things early in the season that was just unsustainable. He was having to put on his little Superman cape and go out there every week and throw for you know three fifty plus to to make up for this poor defense of his, and it's just unsustainable. And the other thing was, oh, by the way, there's still these other guys in this league named Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Ben Roethlisberger, who was working on a, you know, working on a perfect season at the time. And Kyler Murray was more in the discussion than he is now. And we we're saying, you know, listen, pay it, lay in money, minus money on, on Russell Wilson for the MVP. No way. Well, that, of course, has changed drastically now. Patrick Mahomes sits at minus 400. 
minus 400 on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. Aaron Rodgers, you can get him at plus 650 over at FanDuel. Russell Wilson's plus 650 as well. Everybody else 20 to 1 or longer. That's Ben Roethlisberger at 20 to 1. The problem with Ben and like, you're, you know, what if he goes undefeated, right? But his counting stats and his numbers are going to be nowhere in the ballpark, like nowhere in the vicinity of what Mahomes and Rodgers and Wilson have done. And people are going to look and they're going to justify not giving it to Roethlisberger and probably rightfully so by saying, yeah, good season, not great season. And that defense is really what made this team undefeated. And there's truth to all that. So it's really a race between Mahomes and Rodgers and Wilson right now. Plus 650 on Rodgers, plus 650 on Wilson. Mahomes at minus 400. If I had to bet this today, I would bet this. uh, You know, I'm not going to. If I had to bet one of those three guys, I'd bet Aaron Rodgers at plus 650. They, he is playing as well as anyone in the league. You could argue that he's playing as well as Mahomes is. And, you know, what if Patrick Mahomes has one has, has a slip up? You know, one bad game. It's a weird year. It's COVID year. What if he gets contact? What if he doesn't even get COVID? What if he just gets contact traced and has to miss a game? So laying 400 on Mahomes, not wise in, in the year 2020. I don't know if there's any way to, you know, I don't know if there's any other way you want to play this. Aaron Rodgers plus 650 would be the only way I would go about it. Coach of the year, I think also is a two-man race between Tomlin and Flores. Of course, Tomlin coaching the, the team that is currently undefeated. Maybe by the time you hear this, maybe they have lost. That would be a, that'd be a shocker if they lost the 10, 10 and a half point favorites on Wednesday afternoon football. And then Brian Flores coaching this Miami Dolphins team up to, to where they are right now uh, is, is sitting at plus 350 for coach of the year. Tomlin's plus 115. I think it's a two-man race. So I would not be betting that in any other, in any other way. With the injury to Joe Burrow, it is Justin Herbert's NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year to lose. Cannot imagine this going to anybody else at this point. Um, he has put up the body of work that's needed I think even at this point, if he didn't play another game, he's put up the body of work needed to win that award. So uh, that's pretty much locked up. Comeback player of the year now is locked up with Alex Smith coming back. No reason to bet that market. I know it's somewhat tempting bet Ben Roethlisberger. And you're like, yeah, well, what if he got, what if they go undefeated? Look, these, these things are voted on by human beings, you know, and Human beings know the story of Alex Smith. People who are going to be voting on this know the story of Alex Smith. They wanted to lop his friggin' leg off for crying out loud. Like cut his leg off of his body where he would have one leg. And he is sitting here playing in NFL games, playing pretty well in NFL games in 2020. Comeback player of the year is locked up as well. I think the only award that could that is, there's still some kind of drama around is defensive player of the year. Look, there are two favorites in Donald and Watt, and they're sitting both sitting at plus two twenty right now at FanDuel. Miles Garrett is lingering, and I understand he had to miss a game because of COVID, and that sucks. But he's at seven to one. Miles Garrett has put together as good a season, if not better, than Aaron Donald and TJ Watt ha- both have. He just had to miss. Will 
is there a way in the world where people will look and say, okay, yeah, he had to miss a game. Let's prorate that or something. And, uh, and we could give this to miles Garrett. Who's been the most dominant defensive player. Now, listen, there's still, you know, we still have games to be played here. So it's not a done deal, but I think there is at least a little drama in that one. And of course, you know, look between Donald and Watt, they're sitting at the exact same odds right now. So, um, Donald Watt, and then a little bit of an outside chance at Garrett. I favor Watt right now. Of course, anchoring the best defense in the league, maybe anchoring a team that goes undefeated or comes close to it. That narrative is strong. That narrative is, is pretty good for these voters. But Miles Garrett has definitely been a dude that's been wreaking havoc every time he's out on the field. That defense is, was different last week without him out there. No doubt about it. We look to the college market and we head over to college football and kind of update how things are going there. Listen, the, we've started out with the, with the playoff standings. I'm sure you've been paying attention to that. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame are the four teams that are in right now. It would take some, it would take a miracle for Alabama not to be in no matter what. They are four touchdown favorites against LSU this week. And even if they were to lose in the SEC championship game, you know, in theory to a Florida, uh, they're, they're still going to get in. Uh, Clemson pretty much punched their ticket already. Ohio State is really the question mark here because we're talking about could, could, game, could so many games get canceled for Ohio State that they don't have enough games to actually get on the, on the chart here to be able to get in the, the, play, the, the championship. And that's the problem. But it looks like everything's going to work out. It almost looks as if the four teams are set right now. Could Florida climb in over an Ohio State or Notre Dame should they beat Alabama in the SEC championship game? That is the question you have to ask yourself. How are these people going to do it? Because if that's the case, you can get Florida at 12 to 1 to win the national championship. And that is, listen, we talk about this a lot. All you have to do is get in the tournament. And once you get in the tournament, weird things can happen. Anything can go down. You can get Florida at 16 to 1 to win the national championship over at FanDuel. So that's where you'd want to go, actually, not at DraftKings. FanDuel, 16 to 1. And this is just a play on can they get in the tournament? Because once they get in the tournament, crazy things can happen. But outside of that, Bama's plus 125 plus 135 at FanDuel. Clemson's 2-1 to one at FanDuel, 2.5-1 to one at DraftKings. Ohio State, plus 550 at DraftKings. They are plus 450 over at FanDuel. And if you're an Ohio State believer, I mean, Notre Dame believer, this is where you, you, you definitely want to be sure that you have multiple accounts and stuff. Notre Dame to win it all, 6-1 to one at DraftKings, 9-1 to one over at FanDuel. So we preach this all the time, but of course, go to the lines.com, go to the top of the page. There will thing is, there's a little tab up there that says U.S. sports betting. Click on your state. And when you click on your state, you're going to get the very best uh, sign up bonuses to, to all the books. Look, either free money, free bets, risk free bets, deposit bonuses, deposit match, all the things like that. So just take advantage of it. It's the only time the, the, the books are going to give you free stuff. So take advantage of it while you can. Also, you can see the discrepancy in the lines and stuff like that. That's why we always preach about having multiple accounts. So be sure and do that.
College basketball is underway. If you have not been paying attention, we do have college basketball. Um, if you have not really, I mean, look, there's a lot going on in the world right now. If you're wondering who is supposed to be good, your favorite to win the college basketball championship, Gonzaga at six to one. Villanova is seven to one. Baylor, eight to one. Iowa, eight to one. Illinois, nine to one. Kentucky, nine to one. Virginia, nine to one. And then you have Kansas at 11, Wisconsin at 12, and Duke at 13. Michigan State at 15. Everybody else is 20 to 1 or longer. So you can see a bunch of teams jumbled up right there. No clear cut leader, no even higher, t- no really even clear cut tier. We're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 different teams that are 15 to 1 or shorter. And in this weird year, again, guys, we just got going with college basketball. We've had games postponed already. We've had some games canceled. We understand how this is working. We're watching it play out in college football. We've watched it play out a little bit in the NFL, but we're watching it play out in college football. I would not bet any of the short shots. Strictly because you don't want to be holding a ticket for what you consider to be the best team and then something go haywire within their team or within their conference, or within their league as far as this COVID stuff. So for me, I'm holding, you know, seriously, I'm holding 15 to 1 or longer tickets if I want to have futures in my account when it comes to college basketball, and that's going to be about it. There's no way I'm taking any of these short shots. The weirdest of years, we're playing football on a Wednesday afternoon for crying out loud, um, no way in the world I'm taking any of those. So just, again, a piece of advice as to how to treat this year and this year in particular. Weirdness is going to happen in college basketball. I can promise you it is going to happen. We're not out of the woods yet. I know there's vaccines on the way, but we're not out of the woods yet. And so some team's going to have an outbreak. Some star player's going to have to sit out for two weeks. Some sort of something is going to happen. So just uh, don't be holding a six to one ticket or a seven to one ticket. And then that happened to your team. Just my opinion on how to go about this. And finally here on a short little solo pod this week, let's look at the NBA because the NBA odds are now out. You know, we're going to have NBA here in about 20 days. And I don't know if you saw the, the NBA Christmas Day schedule. Let me tell you, I mean, it was, it is fantastic. It leaked yesterday by Woj. Of course, you know, Woj is always going to have the, always going to have the inside track on things. But we are going to start at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific in the morning. Pacific. Christmas morning, 9 a.m. basketball, baby. Pelicans and Heat at noon Eastern. Of course, Zion. Year two of Zion. Heat coming off that finals run. Going to be a fun one. Followed by the Warriors and Bucks at 2.30 Eastern. Yes, the Warriors and the Bucks. A little less sexy than it was with Clay not being able to play for the Warriors this year, but the Warriors are still going to be good. 
followed by the Nets and the Celtics at 5 Eastern. Yes, the new look Nets that is going to have Kyrie Irving, that is going to have Kevin Durant going up against one of their East rivals in the Celtics. Well, one of the one of their Eastern Conference uh, foes that is going to be going up against them when it comes down to, you know, when, when it's all said and done about who comes out of that conference. So Kyrie, we get to see Kyrie and Durant on Christmas Day. Let's not stop there. Eight o'clock Eastern Mavericks and Lakers. Luca and the new look Mavs. Well, not new look, but definitely improved Mavericks. Team getting a bunch of buzz. Could they be the team? Could they possibly make a run at the Western Conference? And of course, the Lakers, the defending champion. And all their new pieces and everything that's going on with them. And then round things out. Going to be a late one for you on the East Coast out there. Hopefully you're drinking your eggnog. Sounds disgusting, by the way. But whiskey, whatever it might be. 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Clippers and Nuggets. So we get to see the Clippers, of course, you know, team that is, again, going is right up there as far as favorites. And then the Nuggets, who we saw make a, a hell of a run last year as well. So amazing schedule on Christmas Day for the NBA. But you can bet this right now if you want to. Futures market, Lakers three to one, Clippers five and a half to one, Bucks five and a half to one, Nets six to one. Everyone else 13 to one or longer. You could look at the numbers over at the numbers over at FanDuel. You're not even getting three to one on the Lakers at FanDuel. Plus 270. Bucks five and a half to one, Nets six to one, Clippers six and a half to one. That's it. And that is it. Everybody else from that point on, Celtics 16 to 1, Heat 20 to 1, Nuggets 21 to 1, Mavericks 22 to 1. So it just gets long after that. But you can go and bet this stuff. Of course, the MVP market is up as well. Giannis and Luca are your co-favorites. Giannis plus 440, Luca plus 440. Anthony Davis plus 750, Steph Curry plus 750. Durant 12 to 1, LeBron 12 to 1, Harden 15 to 1. Here's the thing about this and where I'm saying it's a little bit this is a different scenario when we're talking about futures over on the NBA side of things than in college basketball. In college basketball, it's usually one superstar on a team. And if that guy is not on that team, and if he has to sit out, then it can just wreak havoc and the team could just go in the tank. But listen, a a team like the Lakers is so incredibly deep that they could lose one of their stars in a 72-game season and still be perfectly fine. Now, The one thing you could do on this with the Lakers, and this strategy is probably how I would go about it, is hope they start off slow. Maybe there's a championship hangover. Maybe we've even heard that there might be some load management stuff going on with some of the players early in the season, namely LeBron James, namely Anthony Davis. So what if they start off first four games, you know, first six games of the year, two and four or three and three? That'd be a dream scenario for us because then – because these odds are dynamic and they change all the time. 
then the Lakers are going to get way better than three to one. You're probably going to get four to one. You probably might get four and a half to one. God forbid they start off one and five or something like that. You're going to be able to get six to one, seven to one. So as far as NBA futures for me, I'm just going to wait. Hope that one of these shorter teams starts out a little bit rough and then and then jump in on then. One of the other things that is interesting that is listed over at DraftKings right now, and this is something to pay attention to as you are as you are making your bets um, over there if you're playing the futures market. So we know that that wins is always a thing. Over under wins is a thing that we always bet. Well, DraftKings understanding the weirdness of this season, understanding how this could all play out, has decided to take a different approach. And it's not games won. It is team win percentage. So if a game happens to get canceled or moved or postponed or whatever it might be, or you know the season gets cut short a little bit or whatever it might be, again, team win percentage over at DraftKings this year as opposed to team wins. So when you look at these numbers, don't get like, don't, don't freak out whenever you're looking and you're going like, what do you mean the Charlotte Hornets over under 36 and a half? Like you're trying to tell me, no, 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 no. That is not what they're trying to tell you. It is a win percentage, not 36 and a half wins, win percentage. So be sure and, and note that whenever you go and you look at these things, because you're going to be pounding the unders on some of these. And like, that's not what it is. It's not games. It's win percentage. It is not 36 and a half games for the Hornets. It's 36 and a half percent win percentage. So keep that in mind wherever you head over there and, and take a look at that. Guys, uh, as always, we are going to be back on Friday. Me, Brad, and Brett breaking down the full slate of NFL games. It's going to be a very interesting conversation for all of us because with so many big spreads, is are these superior teams going to be able to cover these giant numbers? Or are we going to be playing a bunch of these uh, double-digit dogs holding our nose and praying they can get some sort of backdoor cover for us, can come in late, however it might be? So be sure and pay attention with that. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at MattBrownM2. And of course, head over to the lines and take advantage of all of the written content over there, all of the sportsbook offers. Um, listen, very few, t- very few opportunities to get free money from these sportsbooks. And uh, that's one of them. So be sure and take advantage. We have the very best ones that you can get over there on thelines.com. You can follow our YouTube page. Um, it's under our sister site at PlayPix. So it's youtube.com backslash PlayPix. And be sure and follow our YouTube page over there as well. All right, guys, talk to you on Friday, breaking down the NFL Week 13 slate.